Welcome, one and all, to the abbreviated version of Colette and Matt Have Entered the Chat, episode 145, coming at you. My name is Matt Silverman, and uh, before we dive in, I just have some breaking news. I sent an email to myself, and it went to spam. (laughs) Wow, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin, really. It, it is 2024, and if Gmail cannot figure out that I am not spamming myself, we're fucked, my friends. I don't know what yeah, to tell you. Yeah, that's, that's really something. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on over here. I am joined as always, as usually, by my dear friend and fellow video game connoisseur, Colette Bennett. Hello. <laughs> Makes it sound really fancy. Like I study <laughs> like wines or like fun, like <laughs> antiques, but in fact, it's really just, I consume video game products. But it is that because we don't just like play Madden where you got the new Madden, like no disrespect to people who enjoy Madden, but we spend stupids amount, stupids, plural amount of time. Stupids I don't know why I said that. amount of time. Thinking video about games. and discussing and playing this uh, this thing that we yep. love. Wouldn't, wouldn't yep. you agree? Yep, I do agree, in fact. <clears throat> so um, I've been doing that this week, in fact, as I expect that you also have been doing, uh, sampling we, the video games, that we've is. We've been sampling. We have no time to waste because I am leaving for vacation. Colette is, um, shall we say, taking a little lunch break from her job to record this. <laughs> I don't know. A little lunch break. You're not playing hooky, but you're, you know, you're entitled to half an hour of uh, stepping away, I should freaking hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, I don't know. We didn't look at the news. And also we're recording this very early, so we don't we don't know what's actually going on when you're hearing this. But we did want to share some uh, some important video game tidbits with you. I can tell you that there are there is no news because as okay. a person whose job is actually to find news, I have found none related to either video games or anything else today. <laughs> <laughs> the world has put, I guess been post put on Super pause. Bowl, everyone is just like like That's I mean true. I don't care, I don't watch it, but like you know, yeah, f- fascinating. So we 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 had a little family party. We didn't host it, but the family, some family was in town, so we had a little party. The kids, we don't watch sports and we don't follow football. But for some reason, everyone got very invested in what I guess turned out to be like a a pretty exciting and fun game to watch. My daughter is 10 and she's like, cheers every time the camera pans over to Taylor Swift. So that was cute. It's cute. Uh, So yeah, I don't know. We don't care about it either, but it seemed fun. So if anyone enjoyed it and had a good time, that seemed like a good time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We did not do any of those things. Um, We kind of just sort of pretend that it's not really happening because we don't really care. Great. So uh, we went to a friend's house and hung out and um, did other things instead. Delightful. Delightful. Uh, one of those other things that you have been doing, besides playing Genshin Impact as usual, is a, a new release, I, I, I believe. I mean, a new old release, let's call it. <laughs> 
So I have talked about excitement around wanting to play the Persona 4 Reload remake because um, I love the game. It's Wait, a favorite. Wait, three or four? Sorry, I, I'm, I'm... Oh, did I, I say not. four? My bad. You I mean four. three. I've, I've I done like, a Wait. lot of reading about the remakes this morning, so <laughs> my brain is still caught up in all that. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, so um, yeah, I am... I am enjoying that. I was trying to hold off. I was like, you know, you're not finished Genshin yet. Oh, you and did say kinda, this, yes. Yeah, and then I kind of came to the point where I was like, you know, does that really matter? Like, I don't know if it really, truly does. <sighs> so I thought, well, I think I think I will just go ahead and bite because I was just dying to get back into it. And it is such a pleasure to get back into. It's so nice to see, like, one of the things that I think is probably the most interesting about it is that you know the the game itself i'm trying to remember what year it came out it was probably like 2006 2007 that's just a guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think like when it came out obviously it had imperfections that made it more challenging um like one of them was the main fighting area of the game is just a tower and it has something like 140 floors uh, or yes, something. You have described and so this you're, before. you're just ascending that. And I found that to be more difficult in the old game. Cause it was just extremely grindy and it's like, you did have to do it to get to the point of the game, but it was mm-hmm. just, just so grindy, you know? Um, and so I think, I think that like, seeing the way they streamlined it and the choices they made was so interesting because for me, it really showed how much they still felt very confident in the game they had. Right. Okay. Um, like, I love to hear it, that. That's nice. Yeah. Like it's very, it's a very light hand. I mean, and I say that, you know, graphically, obviously it got a big redesign and it, you know, looks like persona five versus what persona three looked mm. like when it came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's just little details and like they did some things, some quality of life stuff with, um, Tartarus, the dungeon. Um, there was this system they had, which was so annoying called the fatigue system. And you'd go in there and you'd be fighting. And then at some point your party members would start to get tired. And even if you could like give them something to like revive their, their magic power and stuff like that. They'd be like, I'm so worn out. Like, I don't think I can go on. And so hmm. you'd be forced to leave and to rest. And people hated that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They hated it so much. And so they removed that completely. These, so you're answering long- all my main questions. Cause it's like, you know, oh. it's going to get a facelift. Great, great, great. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I was cur- most curious of like mechanically what has been changed or updated uh, here. And this is very interesting to me as a person yes. who's never touched a persona game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally mechanic. Like a lot of really, really great mechanical changes. Um, let me think. What else? So yeah, uh, a, a run button that is just so much more effective than the old run button. So you can really hit those levels hard mm-hmm. and like kind of just like blast through. And you know, you know exactly what you're doing. You're like, okay, I'm gonna go over here to have this fight. I'm gonna go grab this chest. Okay, I'm good. I've mapped out the floor. I'm gonna run up. And it felt very like. Mm, I don't know. It just, it just, it, to me, it feels very like much more playable because at first I was like, I don't want to do those 144 like levels again, you know, like it just felt like a lot of grind, but I feel like they just really improved the like overall experience of the grind. Yeah, they didn't. So it sounds like they didn't say, oh, we're removing the tower or we're changing the tower Uh -uh. from 140 to 50 Uh -uh. levels. They're just saying now you can run. 
And also right. you don't have to rest in between and take breaks. You can still well, do the exact same game without exactly, all the tedium. But they, they took that out. And the they there was a run in the past, but it just didn't feel fast like this yep. one does. Mm-hmm. So it's very like, okay, yeah, let's just get through this. But what I find is really interesting about it is going into it and realizing like, oh, like I really... I really do like want to move through the tower quickly because I didn't finish the game the first time. That's how mm. like how much I felt dragged down by like how much grinding there was, right? And mm-hmm. so I know the ending, but I've never seen it. I've never even watched right. it on YouTube. So I was okay. like, I am gonna get it this time. I really want to see it. Um and so yeah, anyway, I just uh I just am really digging it. I'm really and I, but I, it's so funny because I've done it before. I feel very min maxi, and that's very not uh, something yes. that I typically do. No, that is not your playstyle, right? Like, no, at all. But I'm like, all right, let's get in there, let's knock it out, let's get up to level forty. Great, okay, let's come out. Let's let's max this person. Let's get this person social link up. Let's go get this person social link up. Okay, let's go to bed. Let's do it again. And like, that's kind of how I feel. Great. And it's 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 kind of a little different for me. Like, I'm like. I don't know. It's interesting because I'm just not like typically that type of player. But Question. on one hand, I kind of see I kind of see why it's appealing to some people. Uh, like, well, this. Yeah. Well, a so little bit here's, of like ADHD dopamine blast, yeah, I guess. Exactly. So what I'm wondering is, is there something about the presentation or design of the reload, the remaster that is making that is compelling you to min max or. Huh. Have you tasted the sweet, sweet nectar of Genshin and become a min-maxer? Such a good question. And I realized the other day, so I, you know, typically when I log into Genshin, I look around, I look at my characters. I'm like, okay, these characters are are ready to ascend. But in order to ascend, they need a certain combination of items to do so. And the higher you get with your characters, the harder it gets. So... I usually check on them. I'll go do that. And then I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll do some main quest stuff. But lately I've been noticing, and this is right in line with what you asked. Lately I've been noticing that I would rather just focus on doing the min maxing of like making sure all the Ascension stuff is good to go and ascending them. Then I would play the main story. Yes. And I was like, wait, is this? When I I touched Genshin, when I did, I was exactly the same. I was more interested in that for some reason. But that's, and I'm not a min-maxer. This is just new to me. It's just I'm not a min-maxer, but I'm a grinder. So I'm very interested. If you were like, you need three of these things to get the bigger, to level up the sword, that will become my primary focus of of a a game. I think you might be right then because I think I might have tasted the sweet nectar and I'm now like, <laughs> like I did a little bit of Genshin story yesterday and then I was like, I just want to go and get shit to make my character stronger. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, would I, would I ignore the game, the main story? Would I actually ignore it just to continue to get all my characters to 90? And then at that point, would I even want to play anymore? That and I was like, that is a crazy is thing to think about. And I'm, I'm going to find out. But I'm like, that's super interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's so weird to experience this and be like, is this enjoyment? Like, am I enjoying this? Or am I just like pushing through this to get like the max like dopamine charge out of what I'm doing? Which is enjoyable. Uh, there's a there's a routine. Is it is it enjoyable? Is it pleasurable to 
make the same dinner that you've made 600,000 times and then sit down and eat it. And that's not like a fun time to do. Right. But, but when you do it, you're like, yep, this is what I do. I do this thing because I do it and I will do it because I'm going to eat food and then I'm done. And right. it's not bad. It's not negative. It just is. And there are certain right. kinds of games that are like, well, it's 730. I'm going to sit down and get some Ascension materials now. Yep. Got that done. Great. Now, mm-hmm. now doing the next thing. I don't know. That's an, is, is, is playing a game for ticking off checkboxes a good quote unquote positive enjoyment thing? I, I mean, I almost feel like it shouldn't be judged because like, Mm -hmm. and that's hard to do for me, but like what it made me think about is I've always been a person who I keep a planner because I enjoy making lists and I enjoy Mm -hmm. checking them off. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so really this is kind of that same thing. And I assume that dopamine is at work, you know? Yes. Um, It's there. It's satisfaction. Is it pleasure? I don't know. Is it satisfaction? Definitely. Right. Which yeah. is its own form of uh, yeah. enjoyment, I suppose. Quite quite interesting, in my yep. opinion. I mean, um, these are how live service games are designed. It's like there are mini goals, there are milestones, but there is no end point. So you are checking off lists in order to create the next list, in order to check it off, in order to create the next list. This is Diablo, this is Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. this is uh, all the things. I right? mean, it, I, I started thinking about it and I was like, well, there's, you know, what a loop, right? Like, you know. Um, you know, all, so many of the games that I've so enjoyed have very, very, uh, rewarding loops. You know, I think mm-hmm. about Hades, um, yeah. and it, how it, rewarding that, re- too, yeah. and that was a very repetitive loop on purpose, but it just mm-hmm. felt so good to me. Yep. Interesting. So anyway, more, um, more to unpack. Keep us posted as you explore yeah, uh, Persona Three. I but will, it sounds but like you are it. very satisfied with this re- remaster. I am, and I'm also curious what's going to happen when I get to the point of the story where I stopped because ah uh, yes, I really want to hit that point, and I really want to know what it feels like to play through that part. Uh, so yeah, so I don't know. It's just it's really nice to revisit it, and I'm just really enjoying being back in there. So I guess for a while, I'm I'm going to be focusing on. Going between that and Genshin, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I also keep reminding myself Genshin's not going anywhere, so yeah, I can right. absolutely yeah, I just go back to that whenever. It will um, never end. You'll never really miss anything unless there's like a very specific no. seasonal event or character you're trying to but do. I have made a permanent decision that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be ignored until I am finished with Persona 3. So, Did uh, you I, watch, did that happen, the, the reveal, the, the trailers or whatever they were showing? I think so. I thought they did. It's not out yet, though. It's out at the no, end of the month. But but at state of play, they were like, "We got nothing here." But stay tuned for the for the next time when we're going to show you the rebirth stuff. And I I think that has come and gone. I did not watch it. It sounds like you did not specifically watch no, it. No, or- I didn't specifically see it because I was like, "This is not going anywhere." I need to finish these other games. Like I I just can't pick up a third really story heavy game. Yeah. Um. So that's what is. Oh, so by the way, addendum, uh, you are absolutely correct. Persona 3 released July 13th, 2006 for PlayStation okay. 2. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, you're right on the money, which is impressive to me. And then what is, okay, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth release date is, oh, February 29th. So literally around the corner, but it sounds like you are, uh, you know, you'll wait and see, not wait and see, but like hold off, I guess. 
yeah, I'm just going to have to hold off. There's just too many, too many moving pieces. Like, I don't really mind Genshin floating in the background. You know, I'm yep. perfectly cool with putting, pick, putting it down and picking it up alternately whenever I feel like that needs to happen. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of really good releases kind of happening all at the same time. Final Fantasy VII coming t- on February 19th, uh, not 19th, 29th. 29th. But again, PlayStation 5 exclusive for now. And then I guess at some point, I don't know if it's going to be a six months know. or a year before it hits PC. Yeah, I don't really know. I feel like PC is always kind of pushed. Well, it has been traditionally pushed back further. I don't know about now. Yeah, I mean, it was but, it was at least a year or more. But now with PlayStation's new strategy of like, we're pretty much putting almost everything out on PC eventually. I do wonder if that will be a shorter window. This might be known uh, we could look this up, but anyway, um, I just I really did bounce off the remake, even though I I, I appreciated what they did, and I, mm-hmm. I just don't see myself craving or interested in in Rebirth, which is a shame because I don't know it, this is such a big deal, and I just don't know if I'll be uh, participating in that. We'll see. We'll if see. it's not your vibe, it's not your vibe. I mean, I, I don't guess. think there's anything wrong with that. No. You know? Yeah, but maybe maybe I'll be in the mood to revisit um, the beginning of the of that game again and and give it a give it a, a proper go. We'll see. Yeah, I, you know you I think I was know. oscillating between Steam Deck and PC, and there were weird. Oh, I remember you issues. saying, "Did you try it on Steam Deck?" Was that what I happened? did try it on Steam Deck, and it was like it it's supposed to run okay at thirty, but it but in denser areas, it was just not holding that, and it was just not an amazing experience, despite mm. being quote unquote verified. Blah blah blah. Right. Um, and then I recall ah, this is what it was on PC. There were all sorts of like performance hitches unless you force the game to run with DirectX 11 or something or 10 okay. or whatever. So basically it was like, here's this $70 game, please enjoy, but you must put all these weird parameters in the Steam launch arguments before it actually runs properly. I'm like, come on. I'm sure I yeah. bought it on sale. I did not buy it. Like It was not a day one thing. But I, I, I was like, it's all this bullshit on PC proper and then doesn't run great on Steam Deck. And also I got, I, I ended up, getting tifa and then didn't understand how her combat abilities worked and i was just like man all right maybe this is for a later time or whatever so anyway it bounces it bounces that's all there is it it. bounced hard for a couple reasons so um that but i love every time you talk about persona i always i'm like i should should check that out I mean, I will also say that it is on Game Pass and I was going right. to I was going to fork up the 69 bucks. And then I was like, I think I'll just turn Game Pass back on. Yeah. And I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. And, you know, also a plus because you're like, oh, wow. Also, there are other things on Game Pass. So I'm quite Amen. enjoying quite enjoying that. Uh, so here's a question. And I only know this from our from, B, you know, from our discord community. But uh, your husband, Patrick, was like, hey, guess what? With a little tinkering, Game Pass mm-hmm. works great on the Steam Deck, and he shared a picture of the Steam Deck mm-hmm. connected to your TV running Game Pass, and I think streaming mm-hmm. Game Pass Persona 3 from the cloud, not even locally. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. So like, that ha- and he reports that that has been a very great, ex- a very good experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will you. say that it is undoubtedly not the same. Okay. Um, as playing it, you know, straight on a PC or a console, like, um, but 
Like in what ways? Is, what What do you mean by that? I, I'm um, literally I thought, curious about your experience. I thought that that the resolution of the um, specifically of the tower in the dungeons were different. Like to me, it didn't look as good in that yeah. area. But I mean, I was still more than like willing to play it like that because of uh, the convenience. Is that air, so out of curiosity, is that area like darker or more like it's grays darker. and blacks? Yes, much darker. So when those types of colors kind of mush together over a stream, the compression of the stream kind of mush. You ever watch? If you ever watch a YouTube video or a Netflix show where suddenly there's a big burst of confetti or particles and it all of a sudden this beautiful picture that you've been enjoying becomes like a big mess of pixels. I don't know if you've ever observed that. I have. But like compression of video is really, really fucking good in 2023, 2024 until you get a lot of muddy, dark or uh, particle effects going on and then you're right. like whoa this looks right. like a low res video from the 90s and it's just because the compression cannot keep up with so much of that nonsense on screen i just find that very fascinating like there are there are nvidia and others ha- are starting to figure out ways to encode video even more efficiently that might make that stuff a thing of the past, but it's very, right. it's still new, I think. And it's definitely not streaming through game pass on a, on a, on a steam deck necessarily. So it's, it's interesting to me. M- my main question for Patrick that we were talking about a little bit was like, you know, he says input latency is great, which was my experience too. Mm-hmm. I just could not get a stable frame rate on my streams on any device, even a wired connection for whatever reason for uh, streaming. Well, X cloud, would not run smoothly for me. That's another thing too. I want to point out is that we have, we don't have the official steam deck dock, mm-hmm. so it does not have, we don't have the ability to plug directly in. We can't wire in. And we were both talking about how we really need to upgrade to that, the official dock because so then you minute. can wire into the wall, but no, yeah. we're, we're literally oh, oh, playing oh, this over full over wireless. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. Correct. And so, so how is the frame rate then? Well, I didn't measure it personally, but I no, did. no, not. I just mean like, is it smooth? I, it for me, it was smooth until I tried to play. I think it was Saturday, maybe, and I think there were just more people on Saturday playing streaming games mm-hmm. than there were during the week, like after work or whatever. Yeah, because um, I saw the issues in the dungeon on a Saturday. But Fascinating. Prior times I'd played it, I hadn't had that problem. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I I'm pretty into playing it in my living room. Like, yeah, that's I'm, great. I'm down with that, and yep. I am not like, wow, this looks like butt. You mm-hmm. know, like it's definitely like workable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so so far, I'm I'm really digging it. So especially I be a game like this, it, it's yeah. a turn, it's turn based combat, right? It's not like right. uh, action combat right. necessarily. Yeah, right? no, no, no. It's it's turn based combat. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I like blast through it in a couple of weeks because I'm. Nice playing it the way i'm playing it but yeah that's really not that that's bad that's fine with me Mm -hmm. i love it great uh persona 3 reloaded out now on all the Mm -hmm. most Mm -hmm. of the things this is on switch uh looking that up i don't think so i could be wrong but i don't think so where is this I think it's PC, PlayStation. Uh, yes. PlayStation, Xbox Cloud, Windows, which I assume would be Steam as well. Hopefully. Uh-huh. And Xbox, of course. Um, 
Yes, it is on Steam. Okay. But, uh, you know, I ask you this every fucking time. If I were to play a single... Oh, it's $70 on Steam. My God. I know. If I were to play a single Persona game, you, you I think you often say five, right? I often say... F- well, there. but here's the the disclaimer the disclaimer <laughs> is if you love really dark stories play three is the pick if you okay. love if you if you aren't so gravitated to dark stories and you tend to like more kind of like high action you like kind of like the how would i put this properly like it's kind of got like the spy aesthetic a little bit you know what okay. i mean like it's mm-hmm. like oh uh, we're this subversive or like uh, not subversive like um clandestine mysterious whatever kind of, yeah that? like okay. like i would definitely say like based on that like you know if someone was to ask me that i'd be like i love dark and so yeah. i'd be like okay yes it's it's persona 3 okay but That's like if someone know. was like no i kind of want like the you know phantom thieves is like you know we're we're a team infiltrating you know like this thing and like trying to solve these issues then i would be like oh okay yeah you want something it's stylish it's fun um I might be in it for the style and the co- and the combat mechanics is probably what I'm after. And then the story is important, but it's almost um, adjacent to the main reasons why I'd be interested in the game. So I guess what I would what I would say is like, as long as the story isn't cheesy or stupid, no. then I'm on board for any. I'm on board for the dark version. I'm on board for the like action anime version. Like that all sounds cool to me. Uh, well, as it I looks recall, so fucking great. Um, I believe. I believe that Persona 3, the, the Persona 4, like there's like a cleaned up version of 4, and then there's the 3 Reload are both on Game Pass right now. Yeah, so it would be really easy yeah. for you to try those. I don't know about, I'm looking right now, but I don't know about Persona 5. I, but I mean, it's been out for so long. I believe 5 is on Switch, so that oh I no, five uh, No, never mind. It's not in Game Pass. It's in here, but it's not on Game Pass. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, so it's, it's but... um. Yeah, yeah, five re- is on reload Switch. Reload and... I think, yeah. Persona yeah. 5 Royal, not Royale. Huh. It, it, it prompts me to verify my age when I even look at the Switch, the Steam, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, the eShop for Nintendo yeah. Switch. So. so, I mean, you know, if you want to, I guess what I'm getting at is if you want to try the Persona experience, um, you know, you could just quickly, you know, do a Game Pass thing and check it out that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't subscribe way. for that for those reasons because I, I could not get a good uh, streaming right. thing right, 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 going, right. and then I don't, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I'm not interested in installing PC games from the like Microsoft Store when I could just buy them cheaply on Steam. Anyway, I, again. I want to have, I want to love Game Pass. I think it's a fantastic service and mm-hmm. deal. It just does not slot into my uh, gaming lifestyle at this time. So I get it. I totally get it. So yeah, I, I, I wish listed uh, three reloaded on Steam. And if that if that goes on a deep discount one day, then perhaps that will be a, a, a Steam Deck uh, experience one day. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Also, cool. a quick note before you move on to what you're playing, and I, I should have thought to mention this, but I just saw the um, I just saw the email a few minutes ago. Power World has lost more than half <gasps> of its Twitch viewers in the past two weeks. Oh, and the Twitch actual viewers. Pl- okay. No, 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 no. And player the actual counts? player base has also plummeted. Fascinating. Um, which I think. Let's see. Hold on. Players active. Uh, let's see down 1.3 million players in steam's biggest ever two-week drop 
Look, I'll say that on one hand, fascinating what's going on there. On the other hand, um, that seems normal. You know what I mean? I guess. I don't think it would even be that big of a deal if it wasn't that they hit so hard out of the gate. I think if you hit – if you're on the top of the mountain and you drop down to normal levels, that's a much steeper drop and a more newsworthy drop than – I guess what I'm asking is like are those changes in proportion to all popular games or is there a steep decline where everyone like OD'd on Pal World and then was like, "Eh, maybe it's maybe I'm good here. You know, what is that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I just yeah, it's interesting. It's like, you know, it reminds me of the Pokemon Go problem. It's like people were really engaged, but then something made them not stay engaged. Right. That's a good for me. That's fascinating because I'm like, why? What? Yeah. What, what makes you suddenly decide you don't care anymore? I haven't gone back, but I didn't expect I was going to go back because uh, exactly. honestly, like I told you, I felt like if it wasn't for the not Pokemon, I wouldn't have even been playing it. It's not place. your, it's not a game that you would seek out. So no. I, I fully expected you to not go back and that mm-hmm. makes total mm-hmm. sense. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and similarly, have not gone back. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that though for me personally is that there was so much more to discover and so many new other mechanics and pals to un- like as I continued to read about it, I was like, "Oh my god, it has this, it has this, you can do this." this is am- like it's amazing. It but it didn't it didn't really it doesn't run amazingly well on Steam Deck. So I guess what I'm saying if if it had a more if it was on a more versatile console or it ran well on Steam Deck, I probably would have stuck with it. But the idea of like setting, uh, turning on my PC, connecting my controller, going down to the basement, you know, linking up the thing, right. like that was kind of like, like that's a lot. It's a lot given what you know what's going on in our lives right now. So uh, I just, yeah, that's a me problem. But I do wonder. I feel like the world overdosed on it. They went super. So here's okay. Yep, here's my question. Really hard on it. You went really hard on it. So is the is the Pal World mega fan who is no longer playing? Did they get everything they wanted and now they're just waiting for updates, or did they play it real hard and be like, "Oh man, all right, I guess there's no more for me to do. So now I'm done." You know what I mean? Like, is it a good, is it a positive thing or is it a negative thing about the drop off? Is what I'm wondering. <clears throat> I mean, I guess you could read the reviews on Steam and maybe find out the answer sure to that. I'm sure they're, I mean, they're overwhelmingly positive. Like everyone still loves this, and you know, I'll do, I will pop. In, I'm subscribed to the subreddit, so that'll pop up in my various feeds every now and then. And people are like, "Hey, look at all these features! Look at all this thing! Did you know you could do this? Check out this crazy bird dinosaur that I got that I rode, and like, mm-hmm. it looks fucking awesome, right? But yeah, it's it's I, I just and we've said this so many times. I just think it's so hard to keep up with torrential downpour of games coming yeah, out yes, at all times, yes, yes. you know, and it's like I I have a friend who is per, who obsessed with Fallout to the point yeah. to where he really just replays Fallout games wow. over and over. And like I, I thought, man, that must be so nice to not constantly be like, oh, like, well, you know, this game's coming out. Oh, I have to choose, you know, yeah. like, etc. Yes. Yep. Um, so I don't know. Okay. I'm looking at reviews. Um, I just see a, a wall of thumbs up mm-hmm. and then 
Oh, here's an interesting one. Honestly, this is a fun game and it's a good idea. However, hackers are ruining the official servers and the devs oh, need to just shut this down until it's fixed. There's no PvP. And for some reason, I get nuked out of orbit by hackers that join and then they just one shot your entire base. This was well, on then. February 8th. So it's only a few years old. Yeah. So that could be part of why. I mean, yep. I don't know. It's interesting yeah. to say Very the least. Interesting. That, I'm really glad you plucked that out because that's something we never would have thought of. Um, nope. Oh, I never I couldn't look, and here's this is another little blocker that hindered me. I was very interested in playing on a public server. The idea of like, hey, we're all sharing this world and it's persistent and we can hop in and out, like not with yeah. friends, just like a living, breathing MMO style server where I can right. go about my business, but also see other players and collaborate with them. Super awesome. Could not connect to one. The game would yep. get the PC version, Steam, would Sucks. I would connect. And it would be a spinning wheel and there would be no way to exit that screen. So if you could right. not connect, it was like, I guess, shut the app down and start over, which then required right. me to walk back to my computer, force quit it, start. I mean, it was just like, I really want to play this game, but it's not it's not happening right now for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then and then imagine you build up your whole base and then oh, and then all the cheaters come in and what and do whatever grief you. That's shitty. Fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. What are you playing? Last week, last week, we talked about Steam Next Fest and you shared these awesome, awesome games Mm. uh, that you were talking, these demos that you were talking about. And it may, it compelled me to go to the Steam homepage or to the Next Fest landing page, which is like, hey, check this out, check this out. But what it also does is say, hey, this game on your wish list has a demo. And I noted at the end of last week's episode that Homeworld 3, which I have been eagerly anticipating, and it, that comes out in March or April. So it is on the horizon, but it is still a ways off. They're like, here's a demo. And I was like, what? I can't. <laughs> be- and I had not heard about that or seen any discussion of it. So I was like, I got to check this out. So I did check it out. And I'll be brief on this one because I do want to talk about one other game. Um, it's an, it, it is an interesting moment for the demo of this game to drop because Homeworld is a complicated RTS game. And not only is it an RTS, but it is an RTS in three dimensional space. So it, it was like a mind blower when it came out originally back in mm-hmm. the early 2000s, late nineties, whatever it was, I can look that up. Um, and I, I, and then there was a remaster, which was excellent. And I really enjoyed my time with that, which was a few, a bunch of years back. Um, but I have not touched it in a long time as I'm sure many fans have been waiting for Homeworld three to be like, yay, Homeworld, let's go back. Mm -hmm. And so to dive back into it, sort of cold Turkey ish was a lot, especially because I play so much with a controller these days, I have not been doing much mouse and keyboard rtsing in a long time right so what this demo is is a tutorial which re-explains the game mechanics to you great and like a multiplayer co-op mode which i think is so cool because it's a this is a it's an rts campaign game the previous two games and their expansions were like play through the story at various difficulty levels and you're fighting AI opponents. I think there was online skirmish modes, but I I believe it was not like 
hop into a lobby and play. It was like dial up your friends on the modem and then you can have a match with them, similar to Warcraft or um, uh, Starcraft, etc. Yeah. Um, there there might have been online multiplayer. But the point is that the longevity of the game, you played through it and you enjoyed it and maybe you amped up the difficulty on a second playthrough, but that was it. And what they are presenting here, which I'm pretty excited about, is a is like a co-op mode that is actually like a roguelite, roguelike, roguelike. Mm-hmm where you are playing cooperatively with other players in a lobby to then gain artifacts, which then level up certain qualities of your fleet, your ships and fleets to then take on other challenges. So basically, and I didn't, I had no idea this mode was even going to be in the game. So when the game ships, it will be tutorial campaign which picks up the storyline of the previous two games which is really a a lore rich dense universe that is a Mm -hmm. really cool thing and then tacked onto that is like hey you finished the campaign now you can keep playing this game forever because you can go into these co-op maps and do whatever so i'm like oh this is cool it's going to it's going to be a live service home world in addition to the home world you know and love as a campaign awesome that is very appealing so i was like oh not only is this news to me but the demo is out now let's go wow why this hits weird is there's a tutorial which familiar which reacquaints you with the mechanics but there's a new they have two different control schemes one is called the modern control scheme which is what they are like you should you should play it we've redesigned the game and you should play it the modern way cool Mm -hmm. or you can revert to the classic control scheme which is probably like the original two having not played the original two in years i was like all right well let me give the modern control scheme a a whirl because that's how it that is what it is intended to play Mm -hmm. and my and i found myself i found myself really fumbling i i found that i couldn't quite get a handle on things for two reasons one was and this is a little bit in the weeds but it i think it, it matters to me if you care about these kind of games you can pause the action which is great so it's like all right, I'm bringing my fleet of interceptors and bombers and I have some frigates coming in and oh shit, there's some enemies coming around this asteroid field. This is very much like um, um, like a Baldur's Gate or or a, 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 the other Larian games like Divinity or whatever where it's like, uh, oh no, I, well, no, I'm sorry. Pardon me. The old, the old RPGs, isometric RPGs, where it, the combat was in real time, but you could pause the game at any time to issue commands. So it's not turn-based, oh, okay. but you hit pause and you're like, all right, Archer, you attack this guy. Spellcaster, you attack this guy. So it's pause pause and play, whatever you call it. Um, Not like the new Larian games, which are turn-based. Anyway, so imagine imagine um, like Age of Empires, but you can pause and give your units commands. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. I don't remember if that was in the first two, but this is important because the, the, the combat can get very hairy, uh, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So I pause and I'm then sa- I'm then following the tutorial to select units and then say, okay, move here. And then I select these units and I'm saying, all right, attack this enemy. And for whatever fucking reason, while you're paused, you do not get confirmation of your orders. Meaning, 
you select and you say, attack this and nothing happens. And you're like, did I press, did I press the wrong button? Do I right click to attack or do I control click to attack? And then you unpause and the ships are like, got it, let's go. And it, and they attack. And I'm like, what, what? How do how do I know what I'm doing if you don't tell me what I clicked on? So that right away threw me totally for a loop. I was like, this is this is bad. And I did go back to the subreddit of the Discord. Other people were like, why is this like this? I can't, I don't know what commands I'm issuing. I how can I like the point of pausing is to be like, this is here, this is it. Okay, here, here. Everything's good, everything's confirmed, and go. And you know what your units are about to do. If you do not get that feedback, you don't know what your units are about to do, which fucking screws up your whole strategy. You don't, the worst part about a video game is thinking you know what you're doing and not knowing. Right. To me, that's the most frustrating. No, I a hate A game that. can be hard. It can be punishing. It can be like, I thought this strategy was good, but it's actually, I'm getting my ass kicked. That's gameplay. Not knowing what the fuck you're clicking on is the worst feeling in a video game, in my opinion. I would agree completely with that. So the game is awesome, and it's really interesting because it's, first of all, it's beautiful. I'm playing at my desktop with mouse and keyboard, and my main monitor is a is an ultra-wide, so it's 3440 by 1440. So it's it's a lot of resolution, and sadly, the demo, which is not final release... Uh, I'm having trouble hitting 60 FPS stably at like high settings. I have a 3070. So I'm dropping the graphical settings down to like medium. It still looks beautiful, but it's it's like, so I don't know if the game is, I'm so I'm sure it's two things. One, I'm demanding a lot of resolution from the game, which, you know, so if you play it on a 1080p monitor or something, maybe, or a 1440, you might be fine. But also the game's not finished yet, so great. So performance, a little wonky. UI, a little wonky. So those two things combined made my my entree into the experience a little bit like, ah. Uh, and I'm getting used to the modern controls. I might switch back to classic. Like I was having a difficult time. Like I want to look at my mothership now. Okay, what do I press? Now I want to follow my interceptors into combat. Well, they're going, but I, my camera's not following. I'm like, a lot of this is on me to get my bearings. So that's the tutorial. The tutorial is good. But what is the in-between step that's missing from this demo is like, when you play the campaign, it's like, hey, build a, build a resource harvester and move over here and gets, and kill these guys. All right, mission one, done. You figured it out. Go on to mission two. It ramps up slightly, slightly more in, in complexity, right? It's that, on, that, that learning curve on-ramp on into how do I figure out all the systems of this game? But with the demo, it's like, here's a basic-ass tutorial to remind you how to play Homeworld. Now go play the co-op. The co-op throws you in with random players and is like, and go. Here's 50 different ships you can make. Here's 20 different maneuvers. Oh, God, this thing is under attack, and I don't know where it is. And, and, and you feel like an idiot because you're like, I didn't on-ramp into all these complicated like research and production systems, and my teammates desperately need me to do something, and I don't know what to do. And so I guess what I'm saying is the co-op mode is fucking cool as hell, 
but I don't have enough experience in the game to know what the hell I'm doing. So I feel like an idiot. Right. That's terrible feeling because then you don't want to play and you're not enjoying yourself. So I, I, I'm exactly that I have, I have stopped playing and that whole experience is on pause. And I'm, and I, I, I'm, all of this I'm saying to say that like I'm still very excited for Homeworld 3. I think the game looks and sounds and plays awesomely. It does everything you want from a Homeworld game. The maps, which are three-dimensional in space, seem much more dynamic because you have to go around giant space stations and wreckage and asteroids. Those were things that were not necessarily tactically relevant in the first two games uh, mm-hmm. they sort of were but not to the extent that they're doing it here so the, this still feels and looks great but mm-hmm. there's this missing piece in the demo between basic tutorial get in there and play i i need i need to ramp up slowly to get back into the homeworld groove and i'm excited to do that just not in the demo version so sure sure played that okay uh we'll, we'll see I'll got to look up the um, release date for this. Second game I do want to share is uh, I saw some post or video about eShop sales, probably Switch Up, and they mentioned that a game called Windbound, which I have made a mental note of for years. I came out a bunch of years ago um, because it's a sailing game, and I will play any kind of game that has sailing in it because I'm a sucker, sucker for spaceships and sailing. Mm -hmm. And it was on sale for 90% off. Whoa. That's his deal. It's like, Hey, it's a $25 or 30 game. Buy it for $2. I was like, you know what? Windbound on switch. I'm going to get it for $2. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Here's what. Okay. I'm going to start by saying two two things. One, I I think I really love this game. Number two, I understand why it has got like middling to bad reviews. Oh, and I'm okay. really fascinated why that is. Okay. Number one, it's on Switch. It is it is just not well optimized for Switch. It is it's not a great performer. It runs at 30, but barely holds on. It's stuttering and even like lagging in cer- when you're getting to new islands or doing complicated. Th- it's like it fully like uh, uh, stu- like whatever. But I somehow am I'm t- I'm looking beyond that. I'm ignoring that because I am I am invested in the mechanics of this game. So and and the game is actually not what you think it is, which really I find very fascinating. When it came out, all the trailers and everyone was like, oh, this looks like Wind Waker. They're making like a Wind Waker game, a sailing game where you're like this one person out on a big ocean with this cute little boat and you're sailing to different islands. Yay, Wind Waker. And that's why I was like, wish list, I want it, give it to me, etc. And then the reviews came out. They're like, ah, oh, it's actually not like Wind Waker. You probably won't like it as much. It doesn't really, you know, it's not what you think, whatever. So I kind of shelved it. I was like, whatever, maybe I won't play it. What it actually is, is a roguelite survival game, but with sailing. 
And okay. that when you, and I, and I guess what my summary of why this of what this game is is if you meet this game where it is, you might love it like I do. If you expect other things from this that it is not, you will be disappointed. Mm. And the game does not do a good job presenting itself for what it is until you really hack away at it for a multiple hours. And then you're like, oh, I think I understand what this game is now. Uh. And now I get it. So in short, it's broken into chapter. There's well, there's some vague mystical story. You're a woman who is shipwrecked or you're lost at sea. But then you sort of go through a magic portal and you're in some sort of alternate dimension. I have no idea what the story is. But you're dropped into like this archipelago of islands, but it's broken into chapters. So your goal is to find three or maybe more in the future chapters, three shrines on each map, islands map. Once you activate the three of them, you sail to a fourth island, which has a portal, which transports you to the next chapter of the story. Okay. And then you are in a brand new map. So it's not like open world, sail anywhere, discover anything. You you progress in chapters. And when you're in chapter two, it's a completely different map. There are difficulty levels like adventure mode where you if you die – you retain your items and your boat and you kind of pick up where you left off. I'm playing survival mode, which is if you die, you lose everything in your pouches that you're not carrying directly on your person and you lose your boat and they send you all the way back to chapter one, which is brutal and punishing until you realize, which you realize way later, that the, it is a roguelike in that you obtain blessings as you progress to new chapters, which means, hey, you can, with a certain like crystal shard currency, you can unlock things like the ancestral bow, which lets you hunt animals much more f- efficiently than you were doing with sticks and stones on your first run through. So despite losing everything and being sent back to the beginning, the beginning is now sped up because you can craft and hunt faster and you're smarter because you're like, oh, right, this island, I got to get a bunch of rocks and sticks. Okay, I got to hope over this island to get a bunch of uh, uh, animal parts and I'm going to cook this. Okay, great. So you on when you die and start again, you are much more educated and skilled and you have better tools to do the run faster to get better stuff to progress faster to chapter two. you When you die and get your ass handed to you, you also are much more cautious about what you do and where you go. So it's a, it's a Wind Waker sailing meets roguelike, it's not Hades, but it is that sort of, I've acquired certain things that make my next run through better combined with survival crafting a la Palworld, a la Valheim Minecraft in one game. And went and it took me hours to figure out what the fuck this was. And once I found that it was the it was the alignment of those three things, I was like, yeah, I love all these games. I love all the things that it's doing in one package. And so then you kind of get over the performance problems. 
the combat is interesting and deep. It doesn't feel amazing, but you have to use ranged combat and melee combat and dodging. There's a parry system. Like the combat is very good. It just feels clunky. So I I think what critics and reviewers have like honed in on is like it's not the best one of those games and it doesn't feel great and it doesn't run great. But if you love those games and you love sailing like I do, then I I really like it. The the the, the best part of the game, I guess, once you collect those three genres, so to speak, is the boat building because you know how in uh, Pal World or Valheim, it's like you're getting resources, but then you're building your house or your structures or your weapons, like however you want to to facilitate your goals, right? If that if that makes sense, I know you don't play a lot of these games, but um, that's no, kind of what sense. right. Again, it doesn't really explain it, but as you unlock boat pieces, you can start snapping the boat pieces together. So you start out with like a little canoe, basically. You're you're start you have to you you get you you're on an island and you you get a bunch of grass and you turn that into ropes and then it's like you can build a grass boat. And you're like, great. And it's a tiny boat and you have to row it to the next island. But as you start unlocking recipes for new stuff, it's like, oh, I can attach a sail. Oh, I can turn bamboo into a boat. Oh, I can make a deck out of bamboo and then attach two canoes to the sides to make like uh i don't know i'm not like a catamaran or like a it's not a jet ski but it's kind of like i don't know like a like a little surfing boat with a sail it's like and it's hard to visualize how the boats are made because the game the game could do better explaining how crafting and building works but once it clicks you're like oh shit i can build this kick-ass boat and I can put baskets and fires on the boat so that I can haul materials and cook food on my boat while I sail to the next island. And that, for me, is there is something for me about, hey, I'm a, I'm a little guy on a little ship and I have to traverse a great distance with something important, cargo, a mission, an NPC, money, what whatever that is. That in Elite Dangerous, No Man's Sky, Sea of Thieves, that, the stakes of that, of like, I got everything, I put it on the boat, and I'm off. And now I gotta, I gotta get there. I don't know what that is for me, but that is, I'm so drawn to that mechanic in a game and this really has that once you figure out what the fuck this game is you know what i mean so i guess my advice my 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 review is if this appeals to you maybe play it on a good on a on a solid platform like a con like a big console or, or or a pc and or realize what the game mechanics are before you before the inventory management and the survival brutality of it and the grind of like, let me pick up this rock again and make a little thing with it. Like it is slow and grindy 
and meticulous. But once you realize that you can build kick-ass boats and sail across the ocean with these rocks and sticks, then you're like, yeah. And so I'm only in chapter three. I might be in chapter three out of probably six or seven chapters. And the game just gets progressively like, and then you can build this, and then you can make this, and then you can make potions, and then you can make bigger boats, and you can improve your sails. And so, and there's all different kinds of wildlife to hunt and what, it, I don't know. It it is, a, it is a middling game with bad reviews that I actually think is pretty great once you get into, once you get under the hood. And so I, I for two, and for $2. And for $2, it's like, really, are you going to bitch? Like, it's $2. $2. And uh, what I'll, I got to look this up, but like, sadly, by the time anyone hears this, I, I think that sale will be over. But, but again, if this sounds interesting to you, wishlist it and, and wait, wait for a sale, uh, a, a monetary sale, and then a sailboat sale. Get it? <laughs> and then a there? sailboat sale. Do, do, do. Get a sale on sale. Windbound, it's cooler than you think. And, I keep coming back to it. I, I every time I every night I'm like, what should I play? Oh, I should. I got. I got to build this cool boat. I got to go back and level up this thing. Like, huh? It, it's it's the hooks are in and it's pulling me back. And my I was talking about it with my son. He's like, I want to play that. Really Aww. frustrating for him because it's again it doesn't explain itself and he's not he's not as well versed in like survival crafting games. He you know what it, these kids today. They play Minecraft on creative mode, so they don't know that you had the grind. You got to get all these rocks and sticks together. They don't. They just fucking think it comes out of thin air. Yeah. Right. Yep. They didn't anyway. grow up like us. <laughs> Playing uh, level five five one on Super Mario Brothers fifty times before you right. uh, could actually get it. Right. Yeah. They'd be like, "This is boring and ugly." I like, mean, well, literally, and yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, that's it. I, I really was excited to share this $2 game with y'all because uh, <laughs> it's it's cool. It's really cool despite its shortcomings. So, yeah. As a person who avoids B games, I, I really was so surprised by how much I love this. Anyway. That's so great. That's it for me. Uh, we tried to keep this one brief and because uh, we, got, we got shit to do, work to do. Um, but we hope you're enjoying your week and, uh, we'd love to hear from you in the discord. What are you, what are you playing? What are you looking at? What, what are you grabbing on sale? Are you, are you, are you going to pick persona three back up? Does that matter? Is that a nostalgia trip for you? Or are you, or are you new to that franchise as, as I would be? Please <laughs> let us know in the discord server. It's linked as always. You can email us. You can, uh, get at us on the social medias, all the ways. Uh, for now, we're going to get out of here. What What are you? I'm leaving uh, momentarily on, on a plane. What What are you doing this week besides working? Are you Are you chilling? Are you Play, taking time off? Probably playing Persona Three. That's yes. probably about it. Beautiful. And looking at some cats and maybe taking some naps. Uh, <laughs> that's probably that's it for this this exciting February. Spectacular. Please enjoy that, and we'll talk with you next time. Bye. <laughs> Oh,